Welcome to episode two of Tribe Time with Mr. George. Uh, appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, glad to welcome a special guest. Uh, we'll be doing this from time to time on the podcast, bringing in some teachers, some coaches, maybe some students even, um, just to talk to them about some of the new things going on in school year, get to know them a little bit better. Uh, so I'm happy and uh, glad to be joined by our head football coach, Shane Fiddler. So thanks for joining me, coach. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, you know, brand new school year, brand new football season. Um, we got brand new facilities out there at the football stadium. You know, what, what are some things that uh, you're maybe most excited about and maybe some of the kids are most excited about are the new things that are going on? The first thing that comes to mind is the weight room. Um, our community's done a great job of, of partnering up with the district to make that weight room a, a top-notch facility, not only in our area but in our in the state. And you know, our kids walk in there every day and they're extremely excited to, to work out and to get stronger. And those things are necessary if you want to have success uh, in sports in general. And the good thing is all of our sports are using it. We got girls teams, boys teams, you know, cross country team, football, basketball, wrestling, cheerleading, volleyball. I mean, everyone's in there and there's more that are using this, this new facility, this new weight room, you know, and we're getting you know, uh, new practice space everywhere. The band now has an expanded area to, to practice every week we've got a bigger practice football field that in the spring is for soccer and lacrosse and track and and uh, you know we're getting we got a new aux gym and you know, that's really helped uh, allocate some of these fall sports a place for them to go and you know those things are very exciting you can see it with your eyes and you can experience it as a coach when you're out there practicing and you know, there's an incident like, hey, it's raining. Well, the coaches, we've done a good job. We work together. Football, we go into auction. You know, someone moves here, someone moves there. We all – and now it, it just makes life easier for everybody, and it's, it's going to benefit our student-athletes uh, in the long run. You mentioned the band. I'm glad you mentioned the band. Um, we have a new band director this year. I mentioned him on the first podcast, Mr. Sabari, and he's doing a great job with the band. And I know you and, and he have been working together and have gotten a few new wrinkles in for, for the games this year. You want to you know share with everybody what those are? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sabari came in and we spoke. And one of the first things I asked is, you know, what can we do to make Friday nights better? Because, you know, Friday nights – Football games is not just a football game. It's not just a team on the field. That's a very important part of what we do out there. But it's also the cheerleaders. It's the dance team. It's the band. It's the community's involvement. It's everybody showing up and cheering on and, you know, one community common calls out there together. And, you know, he's bringing a new element this year where, you know, the band, they're staying the whole game. He's adding a fight song this year for us. You know, he's got the the – Band members extremely engaged in what they're doing, and they're excited about everything that's going on over there. And uh, you know, we're going to play the alma mater after the game, you know, win or loss. And, and you know, we've got to clean up some things with that stuff. But there's a lot of things we got to clean up after the first game. You know, football wise, you know, ex- game experience wise, everything. So you know, he's been a great addition to our staff, and he's uh, he's on the, on board with everybody. And let's make Friday night the best experience we can for everyone. Yeah, I mean, 
he's just been a, a real breath of fresh air for the whole faculty, for the yes. community. I think the, the kids are really excited about it. The alma mater, I think, was a, a real good touch at the end of the game. You see a lot of the colleges doing that. So to bring it down to the high school, we do have an alma mater. And, and a lot of our kids, they don't even know what the alma mater is at Welcome High School. So being yeah. able to do that at the football games right. on Friday nights, I think, is going to bring a lot more attention to that as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, and I know um, – Coach knows this already, but one thing I wanted to mention while we're on here is that every Friday night you can listen um, to the Warriors if you're not able to make it on the road um, to, to walk to a game or even able to make it out to the stadium on a Friday night. You can listen to 101.1 FM, and they do a great job with the coverage. Uh, Ron Terry and, and Brett Howard on the call out there, so we appreciate them and all the support that we've gotten from 101.1. So if you can't make it to the games on Friday night, you can listen. Uh-huh. Or if you have family members outside of the community, like my father in Pennsylvania and my father-in-law in Kentucky, they listen to the games on 101.1's website. So you can access it there as well. Good. Um, and I was, you know, you brought the Pennsylvania and Kentucky up and, you know, this is the third year that you're our head coach here at Walkmore High School. So I think a lot of people know who you are, but maybe not just a whole lot of your background. So, I mean, just just share a little bit about maybe your coaching history, maybe where you're from, where you grew up, just so maybe people can get to know you a little bit better. Okay, Yeah, I grew up and went to high school in uh, Dover, Pennsylvania, which is uh, in York County, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Baltimore. A lot of people argue, uh, you know, people are like, well, that's in Pennsylvania. Well, Baltimore and Pennsylvania, you know, share a border and York's very close. And uh, anyways, I went to South Carolina. I went to school down there and, um, you know, Got involved in coaching while I was there. Started coaching the, the the club football team while I was there, which was kids that were all trying to walk on or kids that just want to keep reliving their glory days while they were going through their four years of school, becoming doctors or whatever they were becoming. And uh, just took a keen interest in coaching and uh, ended up getting hired at junior college uh, right out of right out of uh, undergrad and got involved in that. And while there, I was at Gray Military Academy. I was you know, we had dozen kids go to the SEC. I was like, man, this is great. Football is easy. We're scoring a lot of points, winning a lot of games. Um, recruiting is easy. All you know, big-time players want to come to us that aren't going to a big school. And uh, while I was there, I was helping out with tutoring. And I was like, man, I really have a knack for the social studies thing. And history is always my favorite subject. And I was a history major at USC. And um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and get my teaching degree. So I went back and got my master's in, in teaching at South Carolina while, while I was coaching at Gray Military. Then I got involved at coaching at Eau Claire High School, was the offensive coordinator there for a year. And then I went to Colton County High School and was the offensive coordinator there. I was there for three years. I also coached soccer. I was the head soccer coach, boys and girls at Eau Claire, and I did boys at Colton County. That was a great experience for me. I wasn't really uh, knowledgeable about soccer, but it was a great experience to learn what it's like to be a head coach, you know, dealing with parents, dealing with organization and laundry and the long hours you put in and and how to hire great assistants to uh, make up for your weaknesses. And mine was uh, general soccer knowledge. I found some great people to help me. Um, and we you know, broke a big losing streak at Carlton, and we made the playoffs at Eau Claire, just a bunch of things. And, and um, I grew a lot as a coach and a man uh, over that time, and has brought me where I am now. And met my beautiful wife, Emily, who coaches cheerleading at school, teaches engineering, math department head, um, in charge of our FCA. She – uh, we met at Colton County. We were both uh, getting our computers on the same day. I we had just gotten done two a days, and I walked in stinky and gross. And she was in there getting her computer. I was getting mine, and and uh, and we headed off. I guess pretty early in the school year, and you know the rest is history. Here we are. And uh, well, that I appreciate you sharing that, Coach. Um, and 
not sure when we'll post this podcast, but I, I don't want to not mention the great win that you had to start the season against Carver's Bay. Um, beat Carver's Bay 44-0. to zero. And, uh, you know, the scoreboard says a lot, but I know, um, you know, that's not necessarily the end-all, be-all, especially for coaches and for the players. Um, the community, though, that's what they see, and they're excited about the team this year. They're excited for you, excited for the players, uh, because, you know, after the game, I think we shared a moment, you know, you, you know, you basically said, oh, wow, this, this really happened. And I said, <laughs> yeah, hard, it's hard work. And, I mean, you've done a tremendous job and put in a tremendous amount of work um, with this program and with these kids for them to buy into the season and, and to buy into the program and what you're trying to what you're trying to do so I know how much work it is but maybe if you could just share what a typical week looks like for a coach okay and then maybe a typical week what it might look like for a player all right well a typical week for a coach you know um, Friday night after the Carver's Bay game you know I was soaking wet from the Gatorade cooler but went inside made sure all my coaches were good and I immediately went into my classroom and I was here till 1 30 a.m breaking down the film so that way, when our coaches and players wake up on Saturday, they can review the game, and then they can start moving on to our next week's opponent. So Saturday, a coach wakes up, and uh, we have next week's opponent. We've traded film with them. So this week, it's Aner. Our coach and staff, we go ahead and start breaking it down. We've done a good job of um, working smarter, not harder. We, we have a Google Drive uh, that we share with each other, and we're all able to share that information throughout the weekend without actually seeing each other for the whole time. Um, Sunday, you know, we don't meet in the morning. Uh, our coaches have the ability to go to church, be with their families, spend time. Um, then we come in at two o'clock on Sunday. I'm here much earlier than that. and Some other coaches are, but we start our meeting uh, at two o'clock and we meet till, you know, this, I think this week it was seven o'clock. The week before it was five 30. Just depends on the opponent and how much preparation there is, et cetera, et cetera. I typically stay another hour or so after that, go home, you know, Finally, make the wife happy, get home at 8.30, have dinner finally. That's that's one of the early nights we have dinner throughout the week. Then we come in, and you know most of our coaches work in the school setting, whether it's here at Waccamaw or over at the middle school or at an elementary school somewhere in the, in the county, or they're on the safety team for the district. This, so we all have pretty similar hours. Um, you know, We come in, and you know we give our great effort teaching and, and taking care of all the students, not just the football players. And then we, um, after school, we, we get rolling right away on Mondays, you know, the kids come in, they watch film from the previous game, which most of them have already, but now they're getting it with a coach explaining the things that we were seeing to help improve for the week. And then we get out in the field and we go for two hours, and Monday we call Mental Mondays, and we're out there in helmets helmets only and T-shirt and shorts, and we're trying to install and correct mistakes from the week before, install plays for the week, and, and it's a real mental day. And, um, you know, we're moving around and we're, you know, we're doing football, but we want them to focus and get all the mental parts done. And on Tuesday, you know, same thing. And we come in right after school. We'll start uh, tutoring and slash study hall uh, next Tuesday after school. And, and we're at this time, we're now completely moved on to the next opponent, Aner, with the kids. You know, we as coaches had already moved on, but we got to kind of bounce back and forth until we move the kids on completely. Tuesday, we call Toughness Tuesday. We go full pads and we we crash and bang for two hours um, and try to get toughness and. Uh, then on Wednesday, we, we bring them in and, and uh, we do money Wednesdays. We work on all our money plays for the week, money situations, and make sure that, that we're sharp. Um, we only go for an hour and a half on Wednesdays, but we, you know, right after school on Wednesdays, we have a team FCA session. We think faith's important for our, our team. And we have life coach Ryan Wright comes in and helps those guys and is always there for them. He does a lot of stuff that I don't know. 
with those guys, and that's okay because he's keeping them keeping them sharp and focused, and you know handling any any you know issues they have going on in life that uh, they need that guidance for. Um, Thursday is typically our JV game day um, for varsity. What they'll do is we'll like today we'll come in, we got a quick quick little video we'll show them, and then we'll be out in the practice field three thirty, and uh, we'll go for about hour fifteen hour and a half. Make sure we have everything locked in for the week, and then we send the varsity kids home, or they can go watch the game, and then we start preparing for the JV game. Um, now, me as a coach throughout the week, you know, most of the assistant coaches when practice is over, they have a couple of duties. They might have to get the water bottles in, or they might have to bring the dummies in, or whatever. You know, make sure you know their position groups picked up, done. Um, me as a head coach, I come in back to my classroom, you know, and I. Upload the film, make sure everyone, all the coaches have access to the film so they can watch it and make correct any mistakes for the next day. Make sure the kids have it as well. You know, I try to start working on the practice schedule for the next day. Um, take care of any parent phone calls I have to, or, you know, sometimes it's make copies uh, for the classes I have to teach the next day while that's going on. You know, I typically don't get out of here till 8, 8 15, sometimes nine o'clock, just depends how much I have to do. And, it's always got to make sure I have my, give my wife a 30 minute heads up <laughs> when I'm going to be home so she can make dinner. Um, you know, it's very, she's a, she's a tough woman. She's a football widow and uh, she's, she's awesome. She's very supportive. She, she might want to win more than I do. And that's, that's tough to do. Um, now the players, you know, they're obviously we try to, you know, we have things we have to do with them. We don't bring them in on Sundays. A lot of programs do that. We don't do that. We try to use our technology to our advantage, our huddle, which shoots the film right to their phone. Um, and we try to make sure that they have enough time to go home at night and everybody get their homework done, spend time with their brothers, sisters, moms, dads, you know, wherever that grandma, grandpa, whoever their friends. Um, but you know, there are, we, we try to make sure we hit all the things we need to hit throughout the week. So we have a, our best chance to win on Friday and the kids have the best chance to be successful, but we also want to make sure that they have a life too. So we try to find that balance. It's really tough to do and hard to see, but you know, they, Football players put in a lot of hours, a lot of hard work. Uh, but the more you do it, you keep doing it, you keep buying in, you keep giving great effort. We can get some more results like we did on Friday. I think it's I think it's good that you mentioned a lot of things in there. But the most important to me um, as the principal of the school, obviously, is the student athlete part of it. And student always comes first. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, giving them the time you know, in the study hall to make sure that they have all their grades caught up. And, and I know you do a particularly really good job. And a lot of our other coaches do as well as following them as far as their grades and making sure that they're doing what they need to do in the classroom. So I think that's another big uh, uh, cog in your wheel, especially for the program and making sure that those kids are, are staying top on their studies. And you mentioned, obviously you're a teacher. Um, That's your, your first priority here. Mm -hmm. And then football coaching comes after that. So what classes are you teaching this year? Um, I'm lucky enough to teach world geography. Uh, I I have some CP classes and two honors classes. I really enjoyed teaching one. I like teaching world geography because I have a special interest in them. For some reason I'm really good at map reading. (laughs) As my wife says all the time, she don't do directions. She makes me do it. Um, But uh, I've always enjoyed that class and, in addition to that, I get to teach freshmen, and that gives me a chance to be with those kids and, and help get them acclimated to high school, make sure their work's turning on time, make sure they're responsible, and those are things we're teaching at football as well, holding the kids accountable, and also it gives me a chance to recruit those young ones so they can be out there on the football field or 
really, I, I recruit for all sports. I believe a kid should be playing a sport every season, different sport. You shouldn't focus on one. You should play different one every year, works different muscles, get different coaching. You just become better at everything. So those are things I'm encouraging. I, and, you know, like I said, I really like teaching world geography and I'm glad that you're allowing me to do that again. Yeah. So what's one, the one thing, maybe you may not be able to limit to one, but what's one thing that you're looking forward to the most this school year? I'm looking forward to see how your agenda starts taking off. Um, the things that you're trying to implement in the school, how we're trying to involve this club time every Wednesday. Uh, really looking forward to that. You know, we'll have a football club uh, the first quarter. And then after that, I'm hoping to be able to do like an NCAA recruiting club for all athletes in our school that have an interest in playing college sports. You know, that's something to have a specialty in and um, making sure kids are right for that. Um, I think that's going to be a great addition to our school. Uh, I think. So far, our kids are doing a real good job of buying into all the little little subtle changes that we've made to help you know get our school on 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 the same page uh, going forward. And and you know I just see our hallways seem happier, um, our teachers seem happier, and I think that everything's going in the right direction, the way you want it to go. And that's our job as teachers to make sure we support you in that. Yeah, and I, I think you know a new school year brings you know a lot of new energy yes. and. Uh, and even though we've made a few changes, a lot of the changes we made are for the positive. And uh, you mentioned tribe time. That was uh, obviously the name of the podcast, but also uh, what uh, the students are going to be experiencing come next Wednesday. So we're going to get that off and rolling uh, just to have a little fun, I guess, to end up this podcast. Um, I just put a few things, notes down here, some things to talk about. And so with you being a football coach, do you have any picks this year for a college football final four or a college football champion? Yeah, I think uh, Indiana Hoosiers are going to be the national <laughs> champs this year. Oh wow! They're going to uh, be coastal. Oh wow! <laughs> no, but you know, how can you? I'm a South Carolina grad, but how can you bet against Clemson yeah. or Alabama? Yeah. They're unbelievable. Great coaches. You know, Clemson coaching staff's unbelievable. You know, Coach Saban down at Alabama, he does everything right, the process and everything. I don't know how you can bet against those guys. And you know, hopefully, Penn State can sneak out of the Big Ten this year, and maybe South Carolina can win a bunch of games, get to a uh, a big bowl, but you know, it, it's tough to bet against Alabama and Clemson, I would think. Yeah, I think you're probably right on par with everybody else. Those two those two programs have just been the cream of the crop for the last what, five years now. Yeah. And it's I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, and then the unfortunate news for me, um, as most of you know, I'm a Colts fan. Um came out over the weekend. <laughs> Andrew Luck decided he was going to retire. <laughs> uh, and you know, understandably, uh, with a lot of things that he's gone through. But how about a pick for the NFL? You got a Super Bowl champion in mind this year? Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, wow. Yep. Why did I know that was going Pittsburgh come? Steelers are going to defeat. Let's see. They're going to defeat the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl this year. All right, there you go. You heard it here first on Tribe Time Episode Two. The <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers are going to defeat the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, last week, I ended with a uh, a poem. Uh, talking about how we pulling um, our wagons in the same direction and, and doing those things. Uh, this week, I'm going to just end with a quote. We talked about tribe time. I think this is a good thing. When it's uh, This quote really sums up exactly what we were trying to emphasize with it. It probably is a good quote also for Coach and his staff and his team on, on what they should be doing. So um, Seth, God Seth Godin says, A tribe is a group of people connected to one another, connected to a leader, and connected to an idea. For millions of years, human beings have been part of one tribe or another. A group needs only two things to be a tribe, a shared interest 
and a way to communicate. So thank you for tuning in to episode two of Tribe Time with Mr. George. Um, hopefully you learned a lot about the Waccamaw High School football and a little bit about Coach Fiddler. And hope you continue to tune in. All right. Talk to you next time. Right, I'm with you.